Hey, welcome to New Freedom, the Recovery Church. What a Saturday after Saturday night to be here in the house of the Lord. My name is Reverend Ray Land, and I will be your speaker tonight. <laughs> We're going to have some fun, though. I know it's always a, a pleasure to come here to New Freedom and to follow somebody like Chaplain Lee. I'm a little nervous, but it's good. God is going to do what he has to do, right? Because I feel like family here. I've been coming here so long, and, and with, with all you guys, um, I just love you guys, and we're going we're gonna to have some fun tonight. I believe God has a message for you guys, and we're going we're gonna to let it do what we have to do. I want you guys to know next week, Chaplain is coming, and he's gonna, um, he has a powerful sermon ready for you guys, so make sure you're here. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to um, get into it. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you for another opportunity to worship and praise your name. Father, I thank you for every individual that's here. Father, hide me behind the cross tonight. Let them see none of me and all of you. Use me mightily tonight that your word will come boldly through. Father, you know that a lot of these guys are going through different situations. Father, but we know that you are still Jehovah, and you are on time, and you are real, real, and you are worthy to be praised. Father, we thank you and praise you in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen and amen. amen. You can be seated. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I got this assignment from Chaplain Lee probably like Thursday. And actually, he asked my wife and I to come up here, and we were going to do a, ta a tag team message. But I give a shout out to my wife. Um, her best friend is real sick in Tucson, so she left on Tuesday, and she's been there all week with her, just praying and just standing in the gap for her. So I want to keep her in prayer, and anybody that else might need prayer, we're going to pray for them, and we're going to let this word do what it does. All right? Welcome to people on YouTube and on, on, on the cameras and everywhere you are in your homes. We are here to be, we are happy to be here. I want to thank the McDonald's for allowing me to be here and um, this great church and this great place to, to, to live and, and just do what it has to do, all right? If I, right, that's right, that's right. If I had to title this message today, I would title this, Are You Ready? Can you ask your neighbor, are they ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Before I go into the message, I'm going to give a testimony. We know that New Freedom is a home for people that was incarcerated. You come here and, and get right. My wife and I also were incarcerated, so we feel at home here. But I believe in this last days that people from prison, from the penitentiaries, are coming out to be the mighty women and men of God. I believe God has set a remnant of people that have been through stuff, alcoholics, drug addiction, gangbangers. I think he's calling people like us because we're not afraid. We're not afraid. We'll go anywhere. We'll come testify about the goodness of God. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Some people are scared to do stuff, but we ain't scared. We done sat in front of the judge. We done sat in front of 12 people and let them convict us. And now we, now we come back out, and now we're going to be bold for Christ. I got out in 2008, and I've been running like a track star for him. 
When I was in, I was praying. When I was in, I tell people I was praying for a Proverbs 31 woman of God. And my wife was going into Perryville right then. <laughs> Can you hear me? I was praying for a Proverbs 31 woman of God, and she was getting locked up right when I was praying for her. And then she got out, and, and um, I asked a friend on the yard. He was like, he was, in fact, that's her friend that's, that's sick right now. My friend was on the yard. We was doing pull-ups, and I said, hey, man, um, does, your, does, does, does your wife have any friends? He said, yeah, he, she has a friend. Her dad's a pastor, and, and her tata was a pastor. It's like a five-generation of pastors. I said, hook a brother up. <laughs> hook a brother up. Long story short, man, she told, told her about me, and she really didn't want to meet me then because she wasn't trying to get with a brother out of prison. But long story short, she met me, and the rest is history. We got married. We got married eight months later, and we've been doing kingdom business ever, ever since. I got license ordained, and then she got license ordained, and then we started feeding, feeding the homeless in Winslow, cleaning the church, doing the real work, putting the church signs up, just getting busy for Christ. Fifteen years later, we running like we running like a track star for him, and we call it "Can't Stop, Won't Stop," Kingdom Business, Kingdom Business. So I believe God has a word. I had a different message, and then when she didn't, when she told me she wasn't gonna make it back to today, I sat in my house and I was just praying, Lord, do you want me to change the message? Because we were doing gonna do a tag team message, and He had me change it. So I sat at my table for about four hours today, and I believe we have a rhema word for you guys today. Right? So I'm, I'm going to start off. Are you ready? Are you ready? So this is our Bible. This is our Bible. This is 66 le love letters to you and I. I love this Bible. This is what got me through prison. I read this thing every day. Line upon line, precept upon precept. 66 love letters just to me. I made it personal. Every time I open this Bible, I made it personal. But me and my wife tell people, we start in the Bible, we stay in the Bible, and we finish in the Bible. You know? Read other books, but stay in the Bible. Can you hear me? Read other books, but stay in the Bible. We wrote a book, but stay in this Bible. You can read my book, but stay in the Bible. You guys understand me? Okay, I'm coming out of um, Luke, number... Chapter 20, 21, 7 through 11. I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to got a couple more scriptures, and then we're just going to go. Teacher, they ask, when will this all happen? What signs will show us that these things are about to take place? Jesus replied, don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah and saying that time has come, but don't believe them. And when you hear of wars and insurrections, don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. And he added, nation will go against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be a great earthquakes, and there will be famine, plagues in the land. It will be terrifying things going on, but don't panic. Don't panic. 
You guys believe all that stuff is starting to happen, right? All that stuff is starting to happen. But I'm going to show you that it's supposed to happen. Right now, my daughter-in-law is almost nine months pregnant. And when you're getting ready to have a baby, us brothers don't know about this, but women know the pains get sharp, and they're starting to come. That's what Jesus said in Matthew, that you're going to know the pains, and the pains are coming, right? Because we're getting almost at the end of the time, right? Isaiah 46, 9 and 10 says, Remember these things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. How many of you know it's no God like our God? It's a lot of gods that claim to be God, but we serve the true and living God, Jesus Christ, right? Only I can tell you the future. Like, you could go to palm readers and everybody else, but they don't know the future. It's only one person that knows the future. I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. That's Jesus Christ. That's the Lord saying that. How many believe that we are living in the last days? How many believe that we are living in the last days? I don't even hardly believe that we're living in the last days. We are living in the final hours. We are living in the final hours. So if you are sinning and doing other stuff, you better get rid of sin before sin gets rid of you. I'm one of those preachers. I was, I was under the tutelage of Chaplain Lee in prison. My, my spiritual father, they preached the Bible. A lot, a lot of preachers today not preaching the Bible. They preach that feel-good message. But let me tell you, hell is real, and it's real hot. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, in hell you will open up your eyes. Trust and believe that. I know you hear on Facebook or you hear every movie star or actor that died, oh, he resting in peace. A lot of them folks ain't resting in peace. Real. They're not resting in peace. We could say that. It sounds good. They resting in peace. But they ain't resting in peace. But if you want to rest in peace, you better accept that Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He is the real living God. I'm going to show you four signposts that shows that the birth pains are real. Matthew 24, 8 said when it increases and it gets intensified, you know it's getting close. I'm going to tell you, it's getting close. Like birth pains. I know my, my daughter-in-law, she's not due to like March 2nd. But the other night, my wife said, man, that baby might come. She's having pains. That's what, that's what Jesus said. The pains are going to come. Earthquakes, rumors. Let me, let me show you this. The last 500 years, it's been increasing. Nations against nations. The Greek word in that is ethos, right? In the 15th century, they had um, 29 wars, right? In the 15th century. In the 16th century, they had 59 wa wars. It's increasing. Check that out. In the, in the 17th century, they had 75 wars, 75. In the 18th century, they had 69 wars. You see it, it's getting, it's, it's ramping up. In the 19th century, 294 wars. Come on, y'all better ask somebody. 
It's increasing. In the 20th century, 278 wars, birth pains increasing and intensifying. Are you ready? Are you ready? Remember, when you take your last breath here, you take your, la your first breath somewhere. But I plead with you that you want to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So when you take your last breath here, you take your first breath there. Remember, that's one of the signposts. One of the signposts, nations against nations. The next thing that's going to increase is, is earthquakes. Earthquakes, natural disasters, the Bible says. Natural disasters. In the 15th century, they had two earthquakes. These are major earthquakes with the, with the seven point something on the Richter. That's all I, I researched, right? Just, just to show you. With the seven, seven points, so in the 15th century, it was only two. In the 16th century, it was, only, it was three. They're already increasing. The 17th century, it was seven. 18th century, it was 13. The 19th century, it was 29. The 20th century, 123. It's increasing. Are you ready? Are you ready? Ask yourself. Make this personal. I make it personal. I got to be ready, man. I'm not going to be left behind. Ask yourself, will you be left, left, left behind? The next one is famines. Famines. They're increasing too. Now, remember, I only studied the last 500 years. The last 500 years. But birth pains, they're increasing. They're intensifying. They're intensifying. I mean, I know each and every one of us, somebody, we know somebody that's not saved. We need to be disciples of Christ. That's one thing I love about my, me and my wife. God has put under us a fire to, to disciple young guys. I got one of my young, young, young ministers here. He drove up from Winslow when he heard I was preaching here. One of my disciples sold out for Christ. I met this brother a couple months ago, sold out for Christ now. And a lot of us been to prison. Eric ain't been to prison, but he has. Many of these guys have. But we sold out. Just like some of you guys, a lot of, well, all you guys in here, you've been to prison. We ain't scared, but we sold out for Christ. Amen. It ain't no way that we got, we, I tell people, we don't have time to be playing church. Amen. Let me testify about that. From 1991 to 1994, I was a national champion bodybuilder. I won Mr. Arizona, Mr. Tucson, Mr. Phoenix, New York City, Las Vegas, Los, Los, Los Angeles. My last show was Muscle Mania on ESPN. I won that show. I was kicking tail and taking names. But let me tell you this, I was playing church. I was going to church. I was with a group in, in Tucson, my same spiritual father right now. I was going to his church, but I was playing. Us brothers, we'd go to the mountain on Saturday, Saturday morning. I'd go to the mountain, but I was at the club all Saturday, Friday night, playing church. How many of you guys are still playing church? You might be in New Freedom. You might be in this program, but you're still playing church. I plead with you, brothers. I plead with you, sisters. Don't be playing church. We don't have no time to be playing church. We have no time to be playing church. You got to be, be, get real with this. You got to be about this lifestyle. We can't be playing church. 
Anyway, what I was saying, that last show, I won Muscle Mania on ESPN. Kicked their kicked tail. Then they started showing my show on national TV. Little did I know, I was falsely accused in Tucson. I went to trial, had a jury trial. The jury came back 11 to 1 in my favor. They, they dismissed the indictment. Eight months later, they re-indicted me the same case. I went to trial again, but I had to go to trial with a public pretender. Can you say public pretender? How many of us in here know about a public pretender? I know I'm not the only one. That's right, talk about it. So I go to trial, my first trial lasted six weeks. My second trial lasted three days. Three days! Dude sold me down the river. Uh. They found me guilty. Sentenced me to 33 years. Not three, 33. But as I was in there, I knew it was no time to be playing church no more. I said, God, why did you allow? Here, why did you allow? Every time something bad come to us, we blame it on God. Why did you allow that to happen to me? Why did you allow that to happen to me? He said, I didn't allow it, but I did let it happen to you because I knew it would get your attention. How do you know? How do you? How, let me tell you this. When you get 33 years, you get some act right. <laughs> right? If you don't get no act right then, you ain't never going to get no act right. Man, I really got some act right. I said, Lord, I'm going to study this Bible. And you know what he told me? You ain't going to do it. You get in my word and do what you're supposed to do, and I'm going to get you out of there. And that's exactly what he did. But I could tell you this. One night, I was laying in my bed. Somebody knocked on the door. Ray, Ray, is that you on ESPN? I'm like, dang, they still showing that show? I look, I turn on my TV. There it is. From Tucson, Arizona. Ray Land. I'm like, oh, man. I'm in my cell crying like a baby. I'm in the walls. Y'all know what the walls is. Some of y'all have been there. I'm crying like a baby. I'm watching myself on ESPN. How could somebody with so much promise be sitting in a jail cell playing church? I still cry when I think about that. But my God was faithful. I remember going to the rec field the next day. I was penitentiary famous. <laughs> penitentiary famous? Who want to be famous in the penitentiary? <laughs> Not me. Guards was asking for my autograph. Dudes was asking for my autograph. And there I was, a national bodybuilding champion sitting in the walls in Florence. But I made a, I made a promise that I was going to get serious, and he was going to get me out. And that's exactly what happened. In 2008, well, about 2005, I won my appeal. It took about time all the paperwork came. I got out in 2008. But all that time in there, I was preaching the word. Everything I'm doing right now, I was, I was telling dudes on the yard, I'm going to come back in here and preach to y'all. I'm going to come back in here. I'm going to go out. I'm going to get certified again. I'm going to get my gym again. I'm going to start training people. I'm going to give me a Proverb 31, woman of God. Everything I spoke on, remember, your, your, your words have power. They have power to create and shape your life. And that's what I was doing in there. And I won my appeal, and I got out. And about eight years ago, you could, you could clap for that. 
about eight, eight years ago, I started going back in. I remember the first time I walked in, I was kind of happy, but I was a little nervous. But man, as soon as I hit the yard, the word got out, man, Ray Ray's here. Man, the chapel filled up, and dudes were like, dude, you told us this. You told us you was going to get out. You told us you was going to do that. Everything I spoke of, I'm doing now. So let me, let me encourage you. Some of you guys are in this program right now. Let me tell you, you can make it. You can make it. You can get through this program, and you can do everything you wanted to do. Let me, let me also tell you this. So I came out, got certified again as a trainer, got my gym again, started training people. Me and my wife was living in Winslow. Then about six years ago, we moved up here. I got my gym up here. We had a building there. We, we trained people out of our building. The guy sold a building. Me and my wife were sitting there. What are we going to do now? A brother came that I was in prison with. Ray, you ever thought about truck driving? I don't want to drive no truck, man. My dad used to have trucks. I don't want to drive no truck. The next day, somebody else, you thought about truck driving? I'm like, maybe I better think about truck driving. <laughs> and then the third, the third day, somebody else. And these people don't even know each other. So I knew it was something about that. Ray, you ever thought about truck driving? No, but I think I need to go to truck driving school. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dense or stupid. If somebody, three people in a row, so you know what I did? Somebody told me about a program called Arizona at Work. We called Arizona at Work, me and my wife. Went to, went to they gave us a scholarship. Went to truck driving school. <clears throat> Finished truck driving school. Went over the road driving, and that's hard as hell, let me tell you that. We did team truck driving over the road, all over the country, sliding on ice in Wyoming. It was crazy. But let me tell you how God, God is. My wife, we were going on I-40, going through Winslow, through my hometown, and my wife was in the back of the truck while I was driving. She said, Lord, I don't know if I told you this, but I don't really like this. Will you speak to my husband's heart? He'll listen to you. Will you speak to his heart? I was thinking the same thing, but I wouldn't say it. And we started, we was making pretty good money. But it was like, I'm training people at the truck stop. I like, I don't want to be a trainer like this, but I was doing it. You have to do what you have to do till you get to the next place. So I stayed committed to that. Long story short, my wife prayed that prayer. 10 minutes later, it wasn't 10, 15 minutes later, a lady that we met called her and said, hey, Kathy, are you and Ray still over the road? Yeah. Well, check this out. I just landed an Amazon account. Do you guys want to come off the road? She said, not just yeah, but hell yeah. <laughs> Long story short, we came off the road. That lady started doing the Amazon. We started driving for her. My wife drove a couple months, then went to another company. I said, baby, learn how to dispatch. Learn how to do all that stuff. And my wife is smart. She, she, she dropped out of school, but when she went to prison, she got her GED. We done wrote two books. Um, she published them. We published them. But anyway, long story short, um, she started learning how to dispatch. So I said, learn it, and we're going to get our own truck. So guess what we did? Eight months later, we bought our own truck. We the boss. We the boss. We bought our own truck. Now we doing the Amazon stuff. Now she's training people to do it too. But let me tell you, just because you, you, you was a convict or a, a past inmate, don't let that label stay on you. You are the head and not the tail. You will eat at the top and not the bottom. You will be the first and not the last. Let me, let me testify to you, right? We got our own truck. 
I'm gonna probably go out tonight. You know what? What I was making in a week, man, I'm making a I go out tonight and make that in like three hours. Don't be scared, get your own truck. That's what I'm telling you. After I got my own truck, my company, about five dudes, man, they quit and got their own truck. Be the boss. So we work so we could do kingdom business. Nobody don't tell us nothing now. Like this week, go, go, go see your friend. Go, go pray with her. Go, she up there, she could dispatch me from here. So I encourage you guys, man, don't let the label hold you down. Don't let the, the, the label hold you down. You can do it. God is not a respecter of person. God is not a respecter of person. The same God that did it for me and Kathy, he'll do it for you. Can I get an amen on that? The same God that had us write a book, you can write a book too. Don't be scared. Sometimes we think, man, I'm, I was in, I was this, I was that. Forget that. Just say, man, put your flint, plat your foot, stick out your chest, and do it. You can do it. Let me get back to the surf. Let me see where I'm at in time. We good. So remember, birth pains, they're, they're getting frequent, increasing in intensity and frequency. They're getting hotter. Jesus said that. He told us. Man, you got re- to read this Bible. It's getting hotter. We're almost there. Famines in the land. 500 years back, I'm going back. In the 15th century, it was six. Six big-time famines. 16th century, it was ten. They're increasing. Check it out. They're, they're increasing. 17th century, 24. 18th century, 28. 19th century, 30. 20th century, 44. And they're even more now. It's increasing. God, God is about to wrap this thing up. You better not be playing church. Because when that trumpet sound, you will be left behind. Come on. I want to talk about it. I came to deliver a real message. Chaplain Lee was my, is my mentor. He talks real stuff. My pastor in Tucson, we speak real truth. So that's what I was taught. So I don't, I'm not coming here to sugarcoat the message. I'm coming to tell you the real. real. Number four, I told you it's four stop um, signposts I want to let you know. The next one is um, p- p- pestilence and pandemics. COVID-19. I don't know if it's real or fake, but it's saying it in the Bible, right? I don't know if it's real or fake. I know a lot of people died of it, but God is still a healer. He is Jehovah Rophi. He is Jehovah El Shaddai. He is the almighty God. He is perfect and blameless, right? I don't know if the virus is real, was real, but I know it was real. But like I said, that everything is increasing. So I'm going to ask you, are you ready? If he would wrap this thing up today, he could wrap it up while I'm standing up here. But will you be left behind? Will you be left? That's a personal question. Ask yourself, will you be left behind? Am I playing church? Am I serious about this lifestyle? Everything me and my wife and I do, man, we, we, we saving people, we doing it, but we give him all the credit. It ain't us. Anything good you see in us, God did it. 
anything good you see in us. I don't take no credit. God did it. Because if the devil had it his way, I would still be sitting there 33 years. I'd probably be like 29 years in right now. But now I'm 15 years out doing it. Matthew 24, 44 says, so you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you're not expecting. Man, can I say that again? He's coming at an hour that you're not expecting. You ain't expecting it. I ain't expecting it. And anybody say they know exactly the hour, they're alive from the pit of hell. They don't know, right? Matthew 16, 16, 20, 26 and 27 says, what does it benefit you if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your own soul? For the Son of Man is coming with his angels in his glory. The Father will judge all people according to their deeds. He's going to judge each and every one of us. And remember, you can't, your mama ain't standing up there for you. Your daddy ain't standing up for, there for you. It's you and you alone. Remember that. It's you and you alone. Right? It's you and you alone. When I stand up there, I can't blame it on my pastor. I can't blame it on somebody else. God, Chaplain Lee didn't tell. He, Chaplain Lee told y'all. I told y'all. It's pastors that serve. That's sounding the alarm. And you're going to be held accountable if you accepted it. You can't say Ray Land didn't tell you. Because it's marked in heaven. What's the day? The 29th? What's today's day? The 28th of May. Ray Land told y'all to quit playing church. To be real about this lifestyle. To be about it. You can't go up there blaming me, right? <laughs> Remember, it's going to increase in intensity and frequency. How many of you guys know the devil come to steal, kill? Yep, John 10 and 10 said the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come to give you life and my life more abundantly. Every one of you guys got to know, Jesus came to give us life and more abundantly. When I look at, when I think about when I'm doing communion or I'm thinking about something with, with, with God, I always think about Jesus, man, when he was hung up on the cross. When they put that right hand up and nailed it to the cross. And they put that left hand up and nailed it to the cross. I played like they was nailing me to the cross. Really, they were. The blood of Jesus Remember, it covers your sin, but you can't just keep walking in your sin and playing in your sin. you got to repent and turn the other way, right? Repent and turn the other way. I'm sounding an alarm. I'm sounding an alarm. Our God is a good God. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? Our God is a worthy God. A lot of times I go somewhere, I want to I wanna ask people. Because I want, I want, if anything, I want to I challenge you guys to be more disciples. Be disciples. Win people to Christ. 
That's what it is. It's about soul winning, right? Amen. You, want, you want your brothers, your sisters, you want all your family members and your friends, you want to you see them in heaven, right? So I got a couple questions. I'm going to ask you guys, and then I'm going to get out of here. We're going to pray and do an altar call, and if anybody want to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we're going to do that as well, too. Amen. I'd be remiss if I do. That's what Chaplain Lee taught me. You got to lead them to Christ. You got to make sure you're having an altar call, right? So I'm going to ask you this. Now, you guys think about this. This is personal. Is the kingdom of God reaping any benefits or gifts that I have? That's a personal question. Is the kingdom of God reaping any benefits or gifts that God has given me? Every one of us got some kind of special gifts. I don't care what it is. Might be fixing cars. For me, it's personal training. Whatever it is, God has given you something that you could build and edify the, the body of Christ with. You ain't just supposed to have that gift and sit on it. Right? So remember that. And remember this. You could be the very answer to somebody's prayer. Are you available? And are you listening? I'm going to say it again. Are you available? And are you listening? always tell people, you got to be praying and meditating. Prayer is you praying to God and meditating is God talking to you back. I pray more than I meditate. I mean, I meditate more than I pray. I was telling people, I, I preached last night in Tucson at a youth thing, and last, last week in Tucson, I was telling them about four months ago, I was headed to an Amazon. And when I leave, I, I pray before I leave, Lord, protect me as I go. Don't let me, don't, don't let no car get in my way. So I'm like in tune. I'm listening to God. I'm going down this. I'm, in fact, I'm going down, going to Litchfield. I'm headed. And right then the Holy Spirit said, move to the next lane. I didn't ask no. I know his voice now. I done heard him so much when I was in prison and other places. I know his voice. Soon as I heard that, move to the next lane. I moved over there. Boom, a one wrong way driver came right by like 15 seconds later. If I wouldn't have been listening, what if I would have been thinking about some other crap or listening to some, some junk on the radio or something? I would have been having breakfast with Jesus. He would have been like, man, you here, but you like 50 years too, too soon because you weren't listening. Right? So you got to be tuned in. So I thank God, man. As soon as he told me, move to the other lane. Wow. Boom. Thank you, Lord. Ooh, I thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Because it would have been a head-on collision. Dude was going about 80 miles an hour. He would have towed my behind up. But thank God I was listening. So are you listening? And are you available? Let me tell you this. We have many Christian civilians and not enough Christian soldiers. How many Christian soldiers we got in the house tonight? How many real Christian soldiers we got in the house tonight? That's right. That's right. Christian soldiers. We have to be soldiers about this lifestyle. Soldiers. My fourth one is self-examine. Self-examination is the key to see if you're in the faith. I tell people, don't examine your brother next to you. Examine yourself. Make sure you're right. That's what's wrong with some, a lot of us Christians. We want to look at our friends. We want to look at the next person. Like I said, when you stand in front of the, the, the Lord, it's going to be you, you and you alone. 
So examine yourself and make sure you're right. Because if you're right, you don't have to worry about nothing else. People will see the way you walk. You don't even have to preach. If you're living right, people will see it. And I tell you what, one thing I do know, a lot of people see my wife and I. For, I mean, when we moved up here from Phoenix, from Winslow, we was training pastors. We was broke as hell. I mean, broke. The Lord told me to train, to train pastors. Kathy was like, babe, are you sure you heard that? She said, train, the Lord told me train pastors for 90 days for free. We didn't even hardly have no clients. We had a few clients then. I was trying to build it up here. She's like, babe, you sure you heard God? We already barely eating out of food boxes. I said, yeah, that's what he told me. The best four or five years in my life. I sent an email to 25 pastors. Hey, man, I'll train you for free. Just come to this building. They thought it was a gimmick. But the ones that came, we edified each other. Every day we was talking about the word. Man, they would come all in a row. Wop, wop, wop. Man, we was having church. I was helping them. We was training, but we was having church. They starting to call me all back now. They starting to call me back. And I tell them, man, that was, that was the best four years of my life because I learned so much. They, 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 it was iron sharpens iron. And it was funny because my wife, you know, I'm more into bodybuilding, lifting weights, so I really hit them with, a, with the weights. And they used to call my wife Cardio Kathy. So if, so if I went out of town, man, they, like, would be pissed if I didn't tell them. And I wouldn't tell them either. Like, Chaplain Lee didn't tell y'all, that's what you got to do. Just because if he would have told y'all he wasn't going to be here, some of y'all would have been over there playing dominoes or something. <laughs> so anyway, Kathy, they would, they would walk in the gym. They're like, where's Ray at? Where's Ray? They be wanting to leave. She like, nope, cardio Kathy here today. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole nother story. So I'm going to hit you one, one more, and then we're going we're gonna to get out of here. Listen to this. When faithfulness is most difficult, it is most necessary, right? When faithfulness is most difficult, it is most necessary. Come on, let that resonate in you. Let it hit you, right? Listen to this. Perseverance is key. You win if you don't quit. 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 I remember my first bodybuilding show. In fact, um, 1985, my brother, one of my brothers, all my brothers used to compete and stuff. My brother took first place. I took, like, last place. I mean, like, last. I, was, I looked at the video the other day. I was almost embarrassed of myself. But I had to do that to get to where I was. I took last place the first show, 1985. Then the next show, about eight months later, I took six. Then I took a fifth. Then I took a fourth. Perseverance. You win if you don't quit. I tell my brother all the time, about 1991, I moved to California, got a trainer, started grinding. I came back to Arizona. I said, I'm, I'm coming to kick some tail now. Then I started winning everything. He retired. I said, come on out of retirement. I just got to beat you one time. Never got to beat him. But you win if you don't quit. You win if you don't quit. How many of you guys in truck driving school here right now? Just one, two? Do it. You can make it. You can make it. You can make it. Yeah, my boy Art, he just went to that school too. You can make it. It seems hard, but you can make it. 
Last one, and we're going to wrap this thing up. Jesus did not die to give us religion. He died to give us a relationship. I'm going to say it again. Jesus did not die to give us religion. He died to give us a relationship. Right? Trust and believe that. And I know a lot of you guys probably is unchurched. Don't go to no church and get caught up in all that religion stuff. You know what I'm saying? It's about relationships. Some churches have denominations, have all that other stuff going on. That's why I like this church. That's why me and my wife, we come to this church. Because we know that we're going to get a powerful word. Chaplain Lee ain't going to sugarcoat nothing. He's going to tell it like it is. And that's what it's all about. It's about a relationship. And when he finished, Jesus, I'm not saying I'm Jesus, but when he finished, he closed his book. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to ask you guys. I'm going to pray, and then you can shut it off, bro, okay? You guys can pray with me. I'm going to pray for, actually, I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I'm going to pray for my, my wife's best friend who is struggling to, to make it now. If anybody else is in here sick, we're praying for healing. We know that our God is still in the healing business even today. He is Jehovah Rophi. He is the healer. Right? So you guys can stand up, and I'm going to pray, and then you can shut off the camera, and then we'll, if people want to come up. And Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you and praise you. Father, I pray that I said something that would convict and prick hearts to come to know you. Father, I pray for anybody. I pray for my, my wife's friend, Kim. Father, I pray that you would touch her. Father, we know that you are still Jehovah Rophi. You are the healer. And Father, we pray right now from the top of her head to the sole of her feet. Father, every blood vessel, every muscle, every tendon, let it come into subjection of your name. Father, we know that you are still in the healing business even today. So Father, I pray for anybody in here that's going through anything, Father, you can deliver them. I know you're on time, God, because you got me out of prison. We are the head and not the tail. Father, and we thank you for everything you have done. Father, I thank you for new freedom. I thank you for the McDonald's. I thank you for everybody who works at this place. What an awesome place that people that have been incarcerated can come here and get the, see, the, the tools and everything they need to go out and be disciples. Father, we thank you for a, 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 a right now church, a real church. Father, I thank you for the service that he has on Thursday. Father, continue to bless that. Everything that goes on in New Freedom, the recovery church, this whole building, it is blessed. It is blessed. Let the church say amen. amen. Yeah, you could.